Um, if you got it, go to the book of Numbers 11. We're going to go a little bit of Old Testament, and then we're going to go to the book of John 5 as well. So uh, Numbers 11, it's in the Old Testament, 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 Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, and then... Yeah, it's right there. It's really early in the uh, in the book there, the thing we call the Bible. You need to use it. It's good. So if you're there, if you're at Numbers 11, say preach. Here we go. It goes like this. And the people complained in the hearing of the Lord about their misfortunes. And when the Lord heard it, his anger was kindled. And the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some outlying parts of the camp. Then the people cried out to Moses, and Moses prayed to the Lord, and the fire died down. So the name of that place was called Taberah, because of the fire of the Lord burned among them. Now the rabble that was among them had a strong craving, and the people of Israel also wept again and said, Oh, that we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt. That cost nothing. The cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. But now our strength has dried up, and there is nothing at all but this manna to look at. I want to give you guys a little bit of context to what we just read. This is, I can't go through the whole story. It's an awesome story. You need to read it yourself. But let me give you a little context. Um, This is a time when God, he had just done this supernatural, ginormous miracle. He had just done this miracle, and the children of Israel, they were in slavery. They were in slavery to the people of Egypt. They were in bondage, and God supernaturally delivered them from the Egyptians. Like, they had been in slavery for hundreds of years, and now that they're free. Any of you guys agree that it's good to be free? Say, it's good to be free. Good to be free. And after being set free, these people, the Israelites, the children of Israel, are on their way to the promised land, to the place that God had promised them. And watch what they say. Let's look back. They say, Lord, we want to go back to Egypt. We want to go back to slavery. And here's why they want to go back. So they can eat some meat, some fish, some garlic. Some leeks, whatever that is, um, and some onions. And so this is why they want to go back. They want to go back to slavery to get some meat to eat. And this was like the first Hunger Games going on right here. And like, um, it's, it's in the Bible. And so these people are messed up. So why would anyone want to go back to slavery just to get some food to eat? It's kind of funny, though, sometimes when God does a work in our lives and brings you out of something, it's kind of funny. Have you guys ever noticed when God brings you out of something, sometimes we'll start gravitating back towards that thing? Have you guys ever noticed that? God will pull you out of a mess, and then all of a sudden, like, God would, like, remember how God spoke to you? Maybe he said, you need to end, it's more like, you need to end that relationship with that person. And you're like, done. God, done. Delete, delete. Like, we are never, ever, ever getting back together, right? Like, you're done. Like, God told you, and it's done. We're not getting back together. And, and then all of a sudden, 
You're home one night, you're alone, you're feeling a little bit lonely, and you get this text. Hey, how you doing? Been thinking about you, boo. Smiley face, wink, emojis. And all of a sudden, those feelings, those emotions, you start going back. And the children of Israel, they were wanting to go back to what God brought them out of. Look at the person next to you. Look them right in the face, right in the eyes and say this. Say, just keep walking. That's what we're talking about tonight is just say it again. Look at the person on the other side, the person you didn't look at the first time. Say, just keep walking. So I want to talk to you just for a little bit tonight. So before we get there, did you guys know... You probably know this, you realize this, but as young people, we love to live like in the moment, right? We like to be like in the moment, in the moment kind of people. And and in church, we love when we have those big nights or those special nights where the band plays your favorite song. You know what I'm talking about? Your favorite worship song and like you're feeling it, right? And like tears are coming down your face, like big, the snotty cry where the snot's coming out and like... We love like those moments. We love like the camps or the retreats or the conventions or those trips, those special, those special speakers who can compel you to come to an altar and respond to the God-given message. We love those moments. And, but we have to remember, though, that when we leave that altar, we're going to have to make daily decisions that will affect your life and push you into that place that God has for you. See, what we need to have more than just a moment to be who God's called us to be. See, hear me, it's a process to become the person that God has created you to be. And I want to tell you tonight that don't give up on the process. Don't give up, just keep walking. It's a process. God is a lot more oven than he is a microwave. Get it? Yeah. He's a lot more oven than he is. See, see, God can, yeah, he can change us in a moment. I love the power of a moment. Look at, I, I love this, and I just threw the scripture in tonight because I love this. John five twenty four. it says this. Truly, truly, I say to you, and anytime the Bible says something twice, it means it's really, really important. So he's like, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but he has passed from death to what? Oh, that scripture gives me goosebumps. I'm excited. That's good stuff. There's something that I want to show you tonight out of the book of Numbers. That's a great example. What happens when you put your faith in Jesus? Here's what I need. I need um, I need three girls, girls, and three guys, three volu- six volunteers. I need just come on up. Just come on up. Three. Okay. Okay. I got three guys right here. I need three girls. Just line up. I need one more girl. Okay. You guys are going to help me illustrate this. You guys can scoot down this way just a little bit. So everyone, oh, you guys, don't they look lovely? Yeah. This means yes. Okay. They look lovely. Okay. They're going to help me illustrate this. What happens in Exodus 14. It's, it's, um, so I've got a couple moves that I, I want you guys to do tonight. You ready? Okay, the first one is this. Put your hands out. Okay, so we got our hands out. We got our hands out. We're looking good. Let's, okay, put your arms down. Put your hands out. 
Okay, these guys are good. They got this. Okay, the next one's like this. You ready? Lean back and roll with it. Yeah, okay, okay. Put your hands out. Lean back and roll with it. Yes, yes. Get it. Put our hands together for these people. Yes. Okay, here's what I need you to do. I need the girls to be on this side, right here facing this way, side by side. Guys, facing the girls a little bit closer, a little bit closer, like a, like a, like a junior high prom. Oh, wait, junior highs don't have prom. Like junior high dance. A little bit close. Leave room for the Holy Spirit, though. Okay, yeah, like this. Oh, yes. Yes. Just, okay, stick your arms out. Arms out. Oh, man, this is going to be good. This is going to be really good. Okay, so here we go. You can put your hands back down. Here we go. So it goes like this. Um, you guys all remember in the Bible a guy named Moses. You guys remember Moses. He's in the Bible. He's a pretty cool guy. He's a guy who God used to change a nation. And, and so side note, though, just like Moses, God wants to use you guys. He wants to use students here at Crown Point Church, his students here at Emerge, students here in this room to change your school, to change your homes, to change your families, to change your friends. And he wants to use you. So Moses, if you guys watch the... the um, uh, what's that movie? The uh, the one of the cartoon, the Egypt, Prince of Egypt. Yeah, you'll know this story. You know it. So Moses, he was born a Hebrew, but he was raised an Egyptian. Moses, <laughs> he was born. It kind of sounds like moist, but it's not. So Moses was born a Hebrew, but he was raised as an Egyptian. He Moses, he he doesn't really know where he fits in, and so I found that. Side note, I found that when you really don't know where you're fitting in, that God is trying to draw you into his presence. Some of you guys are like trying to fit in. You're trying to wonder, oh, I don't really fit in. Or, or God is telling you, you fit in my family. You fit in my, you're, we are a family made of, and you fit here, and you will feel complete in my presence. So long story short, God tells Moses to tell the Pharaoh to let God's people go, let the Israelites go. And to, to, to let them leave. And so with some convincing, I'm, I'm going to break this story down just really short because we don't have a lot of time. So what's con- convincing, Moses obeys God and he goes to the Pharaoh. Finally, after a lot, after a lot, after a lot of crazy things happening, Pharaoh decides, he's like, get out of here. You guys got to go. You need to leave. He lets the Israelites go. What you guys need to do is read the book of Exodus because you need to know the whole story. It's good stuff. So Moses, he's leading the children of Israel out of Egypt en route to the promised land that God has for them. And they are so excited. Put your hands out. And they run into the Red Sea. You stay right there. You're not leaning back yet. So they run into the Red Sea. They run into this roadblock that's right on the edge of their freedom. And so isn't isn't that kind of just like the enemy? Like when you're right on the edge of what God has for you, the enemy always tries to send an attack. He tries to put a roadblock up in front of you. And so for some of you guys, maybe that happened today. Maybe that happened on the way to emerge tonight. He tries to put a a roadblock in front of you to get you uh, from your breakthrough. And so Moses, he's got this Red Sea in front of him. And Pharaoh and the army are behind him. And and, um, 
God says to Moses, he says, Moses, what's in your hand? And Moses is like, uh, uh, a stick, a staff. And, and he, Moses is like, God, come on. You want me to fight all of these Egyptians coming at us with this staff? And like, and so God tells Moses, he says, Moses, here's what I want you to do. I want you to raise that staff up and I want you to point it out across the water. And Moses is like, all right. So he goes out there across the water and he points it out and he goes, all right, lean back, roll with it. And so he begins to walk across on dry land and the people and the children of Israel were walking across on dry land and they made it through and it was an amazing story. And then what happened? Shamu and Nemo were on the side going, what is this? What is going on? They were all freaking out about it. And all of a sudden, the, all the children of Israel got across to the other side. And then the, the Israelites or the Egyptians tried to chase after him. And then what happened? It came back together and it destroyed all the Egyptians. Give our, our waves and our water a good hand. You guys can have a seat. Oh, man. He split the Red Sea. And I want you to remember this. I want you guys to remember this. For 400 years, 400 years, 400 years, they were in slavery. They were slaves. And watch this. One night, they go from being slaves to being saved. In one night, in one moment, they go from being slaves to being saved. After 400 years, they got the victory in one night, in one moment. How dare you doubt that God can get you out of the things that you're dealing with? How dare we doubt that God can save us from the things that we're dealing with? If he can get the children of Israel out of that, he can get you out of the mess that you're in. So watch this though. Once the Red Sea comes crashing back together, once they were on the other side, once the emotions and all the excitement and the coolness of what just happened ended, you're now faced with the question anytime that you have an encounter with God. And that question is this, who am I now? What do I do now? I'm no longer a slave to sin. But how do I walk in the freedom when I've been a slave to my sin for so long? I know I'm out of Egypt, but how do I get the Egypt out of me? You know what I'm talking about? I know I'm out of there, but how do I get that out of me? You know, you had this encounter with God, but what happens when you... When you leave the service or you leave the camp or you leave the event and you still have some of that Egypt mentality. This is something that some people don't understand about Christianity and that it's this. Initially, Christianity, it's a change of status more than it's a change of behavior. Initially, when you first give your life to Christ, when you first make a change in your life, it's more of a change of status than it is a change of behavior. And so it, they were in Egypt as slaves. In a moment, 
In a moment, God set them free and they were saved. In a moment, the, the challenge before they got to the promised land um, was how do I get my behavior to align with my new status? And that's the challenge that faces us every single day. I say that I'm a Christian, but how do I get my behavior to align with that? I say I'm a follower of Christ. I say that I believe in his promises. But how do I get my status, my, my, my um, behavior to align with my status? And that's the challenges that face, faces us daily. How do I get my behavior to align with the status Christ has me in? It's a process. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. You don't just get saved and things are all good. Don't expect that. If someone told you that's that's what happens when you get saved, someone lied to you. Um, you don't get saved and, and things are all perfect. It is a process. And I need to tell you this too tonight. If you are saved, um, or just in this room tonight, it's okay to not be okay. But it's not okay to stay that way. It's okay. God gives us grace and we have sins and we have mess ups and we have mistakes in our lives. It's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. Just keep walking. Keep moving forward. Don't look back. If you slip and fall, get up and dust yourself off and keep walking. Maybe you need someone to help you keep walking, but just keep walking. Do you, do you know, maybe you need someone to, to help you keep walking in the Lord. So after this, go back to our story. After the Red Sea, the children of Israel, they were led into the wilderness. And sometimes when you're led into the wilderness, uh, sometimes in our lives, we are led into the wilderness so that you can understand that God is all you need. Sometimes we have those wilderness moments so we can know and we can realize that God is all we need. So while in the wilderness, God does all these supernatural miracles like Moses, boom, hits a rock with his staff, Aquafina comes pouring out. It's good. It's good. Like Panera bread starts falling from the sky. Like it's cool. Things are happening. And, and you would think that after all these miracles that people would be thanking God for setting them free. But that's not what they did. The Bible says that one day they were upset and they decided, God, we want to go back to Egypt. We want to go back to slavery. Here's the deal. Sometimes it's frustrating to be set free. Because sometimes it's easier to walk in what's familiar than it is to walk by faith. I'll say that again. Sometimes it's easier to walk in what's familiar than it is to walk by faith. But I'm believing tonight that God can give you the strength to just keep walking. Your walk with God is not a sprint. It's a marathon. It takes time. It takes, it, it's, it's a process. It's not something that you just start and it's done. It's a process. And, and um, Sunday, next Wednesday, coming here to Emerge. Maybe you don't feel like coming to church. What do you do? You just keep walking. You read your Bible. Maybe you don't understand what it all says. You don't process what everything that's in there. What are you going to do? Just keep walking. 
you don't want to show up because there's that one person in there that just really gets on your nerves. Just keep walking. You, you can't go back. You have to keep moving forward. You have to keep pioneering. You have to keep pushing forward, not looking back. Your destiny is so much greater than your history. What God has planned for you is so much greater than what's behind you. Just keep walking. I want everyone to stand in this room. I want every head bowed, every eye closed. I want you to hear this. Hear me tonight. Um, Your destiny is so much greater than your history. Just keep walking. Just keep walking. Some of you tonight, the enemy is all over you and he's trying to destroy you. He's trying to hurt you. He's trying to take you out. And and some of you tonight, maybe even during worship, the enemy was trying to distract you from worshiping. He's trying to throw a roadblock up. And the reason he's doing that is because he knows that God is greater, has greater in front of you than what is behind you. Just keep walking. In this room tonight, no looking around, nobody looking at our eyes closed, head bowed. You say this, Jeremy, I know that the enemy is trying to get me to go back. He's tempting me and the pressure is tough. He's trying to get me to go back and I need God's help to just keep walking. If that's you tonight, that's you in this room, would you just raise a hand? Man, I'm right there with you. Man, there's several of us. There's several of us tonight who need to just keep walking. After you raise your hand, you can put it back down. We need God. We we can't do this alone. We can't walk this alone. We need him with us because his future, his destiny is greater than our history, what's behind us. We can't let these, these mess ups, these mistakes, these failures keep us from being the person that God has called us to be. We have to just keep walking. When we fall down, when we mess up, when we make mistakes, we need to dust ourselves up get up and just keep walking in the Lord. Just keep walking in the Lord. Keep walking in His presence. Tonight, if that's you, you raise your hand tonight. Here's I want you guys to do. I want you to put, put your arm on the person next to you. Put your hand on the person next to you. We're going to pray for the people on each side of us. Because we're a family made of friends. We love each other. We support each other. We're here for each other. And I, we want to encourage each other to just keep walking. When it gets tough, when it gets when it gets uneasy, when the road gets tough and we struggle, we need to just keep walking in the Lord. God, we love you. God, I thank you for the students who, who raised their hands to, to, to say to you that I need your help, Lord. I need your help to just keep walking. The, the enemy tries to throw roadblocks.